We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah! The day was nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was, war- it was warmer day out, day. for sure. I would take that. With sweater weather, I love it. I just yeah. always get in a shitty-ass fucking mood after the Jackets get their ass kicked, so I'm just like, nah. Yeah, I try not to think about it, so. It's true. I let the weather cash in DFS last night in my hockey, so. I like to look at the positives from last night. Positives. Yeah. Tour's a glass half full kind of guy. Hey, That's I'm what like, I likes about you, Tour. That I'm halfway to my next beer. We need that on <laughs> this podcast, true. which uh, brings up first things first. What, what do Blue Jackets fans want to talk about? Well, the talk of the town in Blue Jackets Nation is every, every time you get on Twitter, all you're going to see from here until the trade deadline is the talk on Patrick Line. Should we sign him? Should we trade him? Right? What are the Jackets going to do with Patrick fucking Line? And, you know, I, I kind of wanted to chat about this for the majority of the show, or for a, a large chunk of the beginning of the show, because there's so many different angles that we can take and so many different things that we can talk about with this. But it all stems from, quite honestly, an article that I read this week from uh, the hockey writers, Blue Jackets uh, guy, Mark Scheig. I think that's how you say his name. Um, and he, everybody... Every, a lot of people, I should say, more and more people here recently are jumping on the ship of sign Patrick Line, right? Sign Patrick Line right now, pay the man his money, lock him up long term. And uh, Mark Scheig wrote, wrote an article about that, kind of stating his case that we should sign Patrick Line. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave a lot of, I think, really excellent points. Uh, but there's always, you know, there's it's it's a little bit of a recency bias, too, in my opinion, because... There is no question and no doubt that Patrick Laine is simply like just now kind of coming into his game as a Columbus Blue Jacket, right? He's kind of been shaky. He's been on the rocks uh, a little bit here. Um, you know, since he came here last year, he didn't wasn't like lights out. He hasn't really been consistently scoring. He's been injured. He had some personal issues with his father passing away, uh, COVID and, and everything. You know, this is it's a difficult difficult thing to deal with um but another thing that i just i i I have to bring up because the flip side of this is when you truly look at a lot of patrick line's advanced statistics they're they're bad and they've been bad his entire career which quite honestly is rather lengthy for a 23 year old guy you know he's been in the league now for like five five years or so. Right. It's not like he's an eighteen year old. Like he's a he's a young player who's never really played in the NHL before. He's been playing in the NHL for a long time now, and he still just tends to have these tendencies where he seems to turn the puck over a lot. Um, you know he doesn't play the best defense. His expected uh, even strength offense against your replacement is is not very good. His power play scores have not been consistently great this year. So, you know, it brings up the argument, do we need to sign Patrick Line? Because do you want to commit that amount of money to somebody and that amount of term to somebody who you know has the the history of being rather inconsistent. So, let's chat about it a little bit today. Let's get our thoughts on uh everything and then I want to get everybody's opinion. What do you do if you're Yarmo? Do you sign him? Or do you trade him? Let's go around the table here and let's chat it up. Frank, what do you got for me? 
Yeah, no, I think we, we talked about this a little bit before the show. You know, we've kind of gone back and forth on whether we trade him or sign him. And obviously, this is a big topic within the fifth line CBJ community. Hashtag um, fifth line. <laughs> hashtag fifth line. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm uh, staying strong and saying we need to sign this guy. Um Look, I mean, everybody in every sport now, we're getting all very analytical. And obviously, there's some stats that definitely make a lot of sense. But kind of, you know, I think every player, when you kind of dive into the league with these a lot more, um, you know, all these statistical models, you're going to find, you know, negative things about each and every player in the league. The fact of the matter is this kid is a goal scorer and when he is at his best he is one of the best goal scorers in the league which is something that we honestly have never really had yes you can argue you know rick nash you know excellent goal uh, scorer probably the best goal scorer we've ever had but not does not have the shot no like patrick Patrick line does patrick yeah obviously because when you see him fire that fucking puck from that left circle on the power play because he just had one here recently. In fact, yeah. he's had a couple of them. Um, and you see it, and you're like, Jesus, damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Christ yeah. Almighty. Okay, yeah. yeah, I want to sign. As soon as I see those goals, I'm always like, yeah, let's pay the man. Yeah. But then I start, you know, so I'm, I'm always, I'm still on the fence kind of thing. But sorry, I interrupted you. Keep no, 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 no. Those, those were uh, great I think points. what he was, but I think what he was getting at was something good is, is like, what are these advanced stats telling us? You know, you got to put a lot of context in with these because you know like how much do they dictate future success i think that's what i think that's what we're looking for more or less on mm-hmm. these models cuz when you follow as much stupid nerd shit as i do especially on twitter on any sport it's you know it's it's all about predictability with these you know how does this predict future success and that's where i would like to look at okay this model says that patrick line sucks what does it say? Who does it say is good? Like, and who are these exactly. people? Uh, and is that a good indication or is it a bad indication based on that? Because what I've seen more or less with models that I can kind of gather in any sport is that they've got their flaws, one hundred percent. They've got they've got to change over time because we we continue to gather more information. Uh, but the big thing is what who does it pull the it, him in with? Like yeah. what other players are in that what range? Uh, you know, are we talking about you know uh, you know some Sidney Crosby's or something like that? That's you know maybe not gaining as much. You know who knows what it is, and a lot of that's dictated, especially in hockey, on you know who we're playing with and stuff like that as well. And, so and let's not forget, hockey is fucking hard. It is extremely it is. hard. <laughs> yeah, if not the hardest sport to play, one of the hardest sports to play. There is, in there my is opinion, ton of variance. Yeah, oh, that's what that was my major thing. I wanted to get at with these advanced stats is you also have to look at how they're measured, and. For instance, the measurement of expected goals or expected goals for it takes into account so many different things like where the shot was taken from, uh, the angle of the shot, you know, the positions of the players in front of the net, how hard the shot was and all of these different things put into to try to estimate one particular shot. Each one of those particular instances that you're looking at to analyze one particular thing, there's got to there's something 
inferred. It, it's an inferential statistic. You are inferring something about the information that you're trying to analyze. So you can't really like these these advanced statistics. Sure, they may be useful for looking at trends that have happened in the past, but to me, it's hard to really put a, an emphasis on how how meaningful they truly are. When at the end of the day, hockey is about who scores the most goals. Right, right. It's a it's a measure, and and here and also there's a goalie. There's a goalie, and that's my that was my to next stop thing. you from scoring goals. It's so much different than say a, a sport like basketball, where you can seriously take a look at somebody's three point percentage and have a very good indicator on how well they're going to be able to shoot a, an open three point shot, because there's no fucking goaltending in the NBA. There's not somebody who's dedicated to literally preventing. The, the ball from going in the net, you know, so there's, there's, somebody there's a goalie. You. There's somebody right. guarding you, right? which still happens in hockey, too. There's but, always this <laughs> yeah, next you factor. guarding you and, and you have, have a, a fucking goal. Yeah. And there's fucking 10 people in the fucking way <laughs> yeah. of the shot. That's what I mean is, like, these statistics, there's they can be useful for identifying some possible trends, but I just, to, Hockey, how much weight, hard. how much weight people are putting on statistics here recently, I, I have a hard time you know, validating or thinking that they are truly a well-measured statistic. But I'm not a statistician. <laughs> you know, like I have no fucking clue. Sometimes when I look at these advanced stats, I have to, I have to take a step back and look at, think about like, what is this trying to measure? Yeah, yeah. And we definitely when that. you when you get into starting to try to read up on what these things try to measure, it's so fucking advanced and complicated that it's like. There's no fucking possible way that this is actually a measure, an actual measurable thing. Right. They're trying to measure it, but it's not an accurate measurement of what's actually happening on the ice. They use simulations. But anyways, on to me. I'm going to say I really want to build around this guy. I mean, we we kind of talked about it. We need a goal scorer. So whether we're in re, 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 rebuild mode or we're not in rebuild mode, I think he is a guy that we have to just fixate our offense around and maybe he's not a good defender maybe he's not good at certain things build around that you know who else is a bad defender alex ovechkin yeah <laughs> yeah he's had he an, he's right. been a minus for a long time he's had plenty he's of okay seasons player, where he's right? a minus a large minus who gives a shit and nobody gives a fuck nobody would think twice about signing alex ovechkin to and nobody sits it. over there on the power play and pays attention to him I right. just it's like it's on purpose Yeah. at this point. And yeah. you finally saw a little bit of it the other night on that game-winning power play goal against Montreal where they fucking finally put Line A back on the left circle with Voracek on the right, Yeah. and he's able to fucking fire one off top cheese and fucking win us the game. What? If I saw, what uh, if I saw one more tweet, someone please explain to me what the fuck is the point of them switching? No idea. Just no, to try and, to mix it up, I and, guess, and try to give the defense a different Brad, look. Brad and, Larson, come on the pod and explain yourself. And nobody explain yourself. And nobody <laughs> could, and nobody could explain it. Like even on the Twitter, you got you got enough followers on there. I mean, we, but <laughs> you know, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. no one can explain it. There's no explanation for it. It was just a dumb move. Like what was Brad Larson thinking? I think but, the but we should we should definitely keep him. That that's what we're trying to talk mm -hmm. about here. I th yeah, but we're going off on tangents, and, I, I, and that's why I wanted to talk about because we can go in so many different ways. So with the power play, right, with him on the left and Voracek on the right, 
his shot opens up so much more when Voracek is shooting the puck. And Voracek recently had a goal, and he was firing the fucking puck on a couple of power plays against Montreal. So yeah. if, if they have to respect his shot at least a little bit and shade his way a tiny fraction of, a, of an amount more than they have been, that opens up Liney on the left circle a lot more. That's the thing that with a, with Washington's power play yeah, and why it so works so well because they score. have Kuznetsov on the right mm-hmm. side and Backstrom in the middle and Ovechkin on the left and Wilson, you know, fucking creaming people. Yeah. Every, every, every single place has a position where you can score from. When you only have line A on the left side, they can shade that way. So when Voracek's shot is – when he's able to shoot the puck and he's looking to score at the net – a little bit more. That's going to open up line yeah, shot a lot more. Yeah, shifts the defenseman or the the defense you know, on the penalty kill, right? Because absolutely, <laughs> you you should have the advantage when you have five on four. It seems theoretically. Like, it seems like if everybody does their job, we should have one of the best power plays. Like honestly, I think it oh, could man, be. We it had, can be. We yeah. saw glimpses in the beginning of the season. Yeah, we were at it's, like it's had its moments where and it's then, looked really good. And then We're, I think we had a power play early in that Montreal game, where Montreal had possession the first thirty seconds, and I'm sitting there. Because that was a Saturday matinee game, right? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, how do we let Montreal have possession of the puck the first 30 seconds? We have an extra guy out there. Yeah. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And they were they just took control. Well, we gave up a fucking shorthanded goal last night against Calgary. So it, it comes with, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about how good the power play can be. It still has its kinks and things to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Montreal has the worst power PK. Yeah, they the worst power kill. But uh, Tor, what do you think? Or you know, what do you think? Line A, sign him or trade him? What are you thinking, man? I think that I think we sign him because I think trading him gets us into this perpetual circle of a constant rebuild. Exactly, where we're just chasing. You know, we do it every week in DFS. You know, yeah, where you're, you're just you're drafting right new cusp. players. Yeah, yeah, you're right on the cusp. You're like, oh man, I almost cashed, or you hit a big one, you know, and you're and then you're constantly chasing the money again, you know. And I think that not signing him because back to the analytics is a lot of this stuff. They they think about it in so much in ones and zeros as if we're building, you know, a, a car manufacturing plant and these robots. They're they have to do they do the same thing every single time and if they don't that's when there's a problem. These guys aren't robots. They're not robots. Welding, you know, a car. Exactly. That's a great point. You know, you can use statistics to analyze machinery very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more difficult when you try to advance. Put it into the analyze. Human yeah, because there's just so many things happening. Yeah, at the so time that complex. somebody takes a shot, it's probably five thousand percent different. Yeah. Each time somebody takes right. a different shot. Yeah, they, every shot is so different. Yeah, the analytics doesn't k- take into account if I'm on that factory line and I take a hammer to that weld tip on that robot, you know, yep. or I'm trying to stop that robot from welding. You know, that's going to be a little bit different now. Mm. I like I, the point you brought up about the continual cycle of like trying to cycle in new players, and yeah. it brings up a point that I think favors the the idea of signing Lina that we were kind of chatting about. Before yes. the pod, and it's a point that you brought up, Frank, that I think is a good one worth mentioning and discussing, is signing Line A would be something that would hopefully and theoretically attract free agents to the Columbus Blue Jackets in the Absolutely. future. Right. 
which is with if you trade him, who the f- like who's going to want to come play yeah. in Columbus right now? Yeah, right? and and like, you know to um, Tor's point, right? It's like we're continually on this. <laughs> inside this hamster wheel of sure okay say we trade line a and we get some awesome prospects young guys we're going through this motion and we're never really building a team we're cycling picks we're cycling prospects and we're in the same boat and you know we're an average team like we are today but yeah. we're like know. a foster home for good hockey players <laughs> yeah farm team it's right? a great, yeah, we're a farm team. great but, way of looking at it you know i think line a really has or reds fans um, we understand being yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fan, there you that. go um but when you sign a guy like line a and you know the offensive talent that that guy brings to your organization when he's at his best it brings guys you know hopefully wanting to play with him and be a part of this Young, energetic, and yeah, they won't uh, ask if we team. have parking garages or <laughs> anything like that. They'll just come play in Columbus. Fun dip. Yeah, we have. We fun got fun dip. dip. We have fun dip. Oh my god! Stop. I think I one of headache. the. I, I I need to bring it up because it is an it's an interesting thing to think about because I think we do forget about it sometimes, or at least I do. We are in a re like a rebuild kind of situation, but we're not deep. No, yeah. but we have depth coming, or at least a little bit. Kent Johnson, Dmitry Voronkov, uh, Grig, or geez, who's the other one? The other guy from Russia. Damn it, I can't. Marchenko, Cairo Marchenko. Those guys are coming over. Ne- Johnson's probably going to be here next year. The other two Russian guys, I can't really point, pinpoint when they're going to be here, either next year or the year after that, sometime around then. And those guys are bona fide studs in the KHL right now. Like, yeah. they are supposed to come in and be, you know, legitimate players for us at the NHL level. And, like, can you imagine those guys coming in and feeding Line A the puck for the next five to six years? Right. That's the thing is, like, you, you we have guys already, even with our two first round picks that, we're, that we have this year, we're going to draft hopefully some talented first-round players this year that you could think about and center that idea around, hey, we've got Patrick Laine. Maybe we can get some guys down the middle that can dish him the puck or some guys on the right side that can find a way to dish him the puck. And and you know having that guy on the left side that can shoot that one-timer, that can fire that wrist shot, gives you something to build the offense around. Yeah. And we've already got some guys coming in, right? And Sillinger's coming up too, man. He's yep. been playing a lot better. His skating's been very noticeable as of late. He's going to be good one day. Yeah. And you want to have a guy that they can give the puck to that can fucking fire that thing into the back of the net. Yeah. All right. So we've all heard, you know, obviously we all want to keep line A. So, Mr. Locon, what about the opposite? What if the opposite happens? What are, what are we looking at? I mean, you're looking at picks and prospects. Um, because I mean, unless somebody would be willing to like trade a big star one for one, which I just can't see that happening with line A's production the past couple of years, yeah. you know, like tour brought up like a dry sidle trade or something. And that just like Edmonton would never fucking do that. Like nobody's going to sit here and trade us like, yeah, a former MVP, like Jack Eichel from Vegas or like, you know, somebody like that. So it's just going to be like picks prospects and with that it just continues to add to that hamster wheel thing of gaining you know and wait and see kind of thing because it's not a proven thing we keep rebuilding when when are we rebuilt you know like that's 
that's the thing and that's what the organization that's where we need transparency like if you want to keep talking and you know us and a lot of other fans on twitter and and other cbj pods they all talk about well this is a rebuilding season you know whatever when when do we expect to be rebuilt you know where is the light at the end of this tunnel and when do we get to the pot of gold of being a rebuilt team that is going to compete not only just at the beginning of the playoffs but for cup mm-hmm. you know because we saw flashes of that not that long ago you know yeah, and they all fucking the puck left. bounces a couple different ways in Boston and it's probably be- you know and we're, we're winning probably- the cup I baby yeah. I think we get to the cup yeah I think we get to the Could cup have. you know so it's all our be- Timmy Panarin's fucking fault that motherfucker <laughs> it is it is but I mean, it really is yeah my no opinion. it is yeah <laughs> that was but, a couple pots ago <laughs> yeah but since we since since he left Bob left you know it's now become this constant thing where okay let's not get our hopes up you know we're still working out some things oh look who we have coming up blah 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 then the line a deal happens we get Rozovic you know we get a couple guys and now we're like all right Here's the rebuild that we've been expecting, we've been hoping for, and now it's like okay, now now we talk about let's trade these guys. Let's now. trade let's these just keep guys. Trading. So the, the let's last, be let's be la- realistic though on these. Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. I was going to say the last thing I want to uh, say about line A, which um, you know I, I think it it kind of is brings it full circle here is um, the. Um, the NHL has evolved so much from back in the day and the old school kind of, you know, let's get in fights, big time defensemen, you know, not a lot of scoring. It's a lot faster. Similar to, you know, we talked about the NBA earlier, right? On an NBA championship team or even a college championship level basketball team in this day and age, it's all about the three point shot. You need a sniper shooter. Same thing in the NHL. You need some guy that can fire the puck consistently like a Patrick Laine, <clears throat> excuse me, and you build around someone like that. Those guys don't come around that often. That's yeah. why I think, you know, it's time to build around them. My whole thing with... There's, there's my, skillful players out there, but there's not a lot of shots like that in the league. No, there's not. My whole thing, and this will be, you know, we can kind of move on and talk about something else, but my whole thing to kind of wrap it up and what I think summarizes well why I think we should sign line A is like beggars can't be choosers. Like we can't sit here and just wait and beg for some superstar to come here when we when we have like we have somebody. We have yeah. a guy. Let's fucking let's fucking sign him. Yeah. Let's pay him. We have the cap He's space. 23. He's 23 yeah, years old. That's... The bet his best games are probably yet to come. Oh yeah. I mean, if you sit here and watch him actually recently, the past few games, he's skating up and down the ice really well. Um, I mean, last night, we're playing Calgary, bro. Calgary's going to beat the fuck out of us. We are a very middle-of-the-pack, mediocre team right now. Mm-hmm. And so, and Calgary's good. And Calgary's good. Calgary it's it's good. an expected turnout last night against Calgary. It's just, and we can't sit here and continue to, to second-guess ourselves on some of these situations. You also kind of have to look at it from like a player's perspective in the NHL. Like 
Who's going to want to come to Columbus if we don't fucking pay any of our fucking players? Right. right. It's gonna, they're going to, just it's like our KHL guys, they're going to show up and it's going to be like that scene in Fresh Prince where Will Smith's just sitting in an empty living room. Yeah. Just looking around like, damn, where is everybody? <laughs> they're going to get to Columbus from Russia, from the KHL, and they're going to be like, damn, who do I have to, to win a cup with? Right, so yeah, I, th- I think I, we're all on the line A train. We are, and and it and it just boils down to that he is our best offensive player. He is what could get other people here. Because let's be real here, in comparison to other players, line A could probably be on the first line at Calgary. We don't have a single other offensive player that's even sniffing that. Uh, Bjork Strand is very middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Boom Jenner's fantastic. I, I love the guy. He's but, a great, hardworking centerman. Yes. He's yeah. gonna get you the nitty gritty goals, and he's been and he's been ele- he's he, elevated he, he's elevated this year yeah. a little bit on his play, and I just love it. I'm not gonna team, say he's it. A third line. Like he moved into Calgary, third. he's playing the third or the fourth line up there. I mean, he's Me. not taking over Lindholm's spot, right? No. He's not taking Monahan's over. probably. I mean, he's probably not playing over Monahan. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, but yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, it's it's let's be real here. Like we don't have a lot of players that are starting. Um, for and, any and a other lot team. of other places on their top lines, but we have line A. But if we put them together, but if we, we can put together a a really good hockey team. But what was what I was going to bring up uh, beyond the line A thing? Like, let's talk about the depth real quick because I think that's how we need to rebuild. Because uh, you know, Bjorkstrand so streaky. I brought it up in the group chat. The guy hasn't put together a streak of games this year like where he is just consistently every game at least getting yeah, an assist a or a throw. goal he's putting two goals in and then you don't see him for six days and then he comes back and he puts a couple goals in and then you don't see him yeah and, and you really and pay he just, attention like that like because we all play dfs you know so you really start to pay a lot more attention to that um in instances like we have in playing so much DFS. Yeah. I think the depth conversation is really, really apparent at the moment uh, when you talk about our blue line. Because you have Wierenski and Peak, who and Boquist, I guess. Boquist, who has arguably been our best defenseman this year. Offensively. Offensively. but And Wierenski's been... He's been bad this year. I he mean, had a there's flash. No, what he had eight shots against Montreal, eight shots on goal. Right. Never expected that. Peak's been. He's been okay. He has his ups and downs. I mean, he fucking fired the puck <laughs> into our own net last night against Calgary. Damn near put I a hole in the back of our own Drake. net. He has a he has a good shot. Yeah, I he's woke got a up this shot. morning because it was we were down one nothing already, and I go to bed early because I'm an old man and get up not early compared to other old men but so i go to bed and i wake up and the group chat has just blown out and i'm like what happened and they're like oh yeah score to go for the other team and i was like what what no that- it wasn't like a deflection either it was like right and a lot of boom pe- and a lot right of pe- past merzlikens and a lot of people in the group chat are like <laughs> dfs players so like nobody got to go on that and like what the fuck yeah that was like uh <laughs> that was should a- be a minus that helps yeah. nobody like that one of ago, where the offensive lineman game, catches a touchdown <laughs> and it was in ot and z was behind our goal with the puck and i don't remember who we were playing he moved out from behind the goal. Somebody immediately just took the puck right from him and, and just scored. Yep. And it was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. Now, if I ever get to see that highlight, 
Z's goal, Z's giving up goal will be the second most pathetic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we, we, I don't know. I saw PK Subban score from the opposite or from the red line on Sergey Bobrovsky, I think, one time, like six or seven I, or eight I years ago. That. I was going to say, yeah. Like he just came bounce. in to take a shot. I think he was just trying to clear the puck down the ice and he fucking sniped it right into our, into our goal <laughs> I do remember from that. the fucking center ice. All right. So the Calgary, we made some progress against Calgary, right? We lost six to two instead of six to nothing, and we only gave up forty shots instead of like eighty-five shots. So we're so it was peak we're shot, trending was peak in the right shot, direction. Calgary shot or our shot? I don't, I don't know. We'll have know. to we'll have to check the uh, advanced analytics yeah, okay. on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it wraps up a trend or a, a series of games that we've had here recently. Where so after the break, we've we beat Washington. We actually kind of looked decent in that game, and Washington's a good team, although they've been struggling recently. We beat Buffalo, we beat Montreal, and then get our shit kicked, packed in against Calgary. So this is the point I wanted to I just bring up really quick is that this is definitely a – it brings you back to earth or it kind of helps me remember that we are a very middle-of-the-road, middle-of-the-pack team. We're, we're beating the teams that we probably – should beat and then not even skating on the same levels as some of these teams who are likely going to make a long rush in, or a long uh, run into the playoffs. That's okay. Yeah, and that's a, that's expected. But the other thing that I that you brought up, Hooch, that you know we we haven't really touched on yet is, and it's a little alarming, I suppose, to me at least a little bit is, damn near all of these games that we are playing, we are fucking playing somebody's backup goalie. You know, we're it's struggling. Time to, it's we're time to get a break. Play Columbus. No, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, I mean, it's a, a fucking point, slap in yeah. the face to, to, to us. We, you know, you're consistently playing. We talked uh, about it a couple years goalies. ago when we, when we first started this little rebuild when we had the mass exodus of players from our playoff team. And we talked about, like, playing the backup goalies, and that's how you know. That's how you that's know. That's how you know you've that's made it. That's what the league thinks of you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, how you know you've like... made it. You're, uh, you get to play everybody's backup goalies. And some of these backups are good, like <laughs> me and Frank were talking about, like trying to see the glass half full type thing, you know. Some of these backups are really good. But it's it's just... It's it's a trend. It's like we're, st- we're still struggling, and it's against backup goalies, which... Oh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. But hey... We got we got some we got some lights at the end of the tunnel here, and if we sign Line A, you know it could be something that's at least uh, exciting for the team, and maybe they get some boost off of that. What and do, start to play a little bit better, but who knows? What do we do at the trade deadline then? What what do we do if we're if we're not sellers on the Line A train? Are we sellers anywhere else? I mean, Corbisal has been sitting out for how long? Dude, he hasn't played since the return from the All Star break. Which is an interesting thing that we can discuss here real quick because, I mean, Merzlikens hasn't been, like, that good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would think that they would want to get Corpy some looks so that the league can kind of see some more of what he can do coming up to the deadline to try to build up his stock. Because the thought process is, you know, hey, we can look to trade Corpusalo towards the tr- and, or towards the trade deadline. Maybe somebody's going to want to rent a goalie. We should probably play him against some of these sucky teams. Right. Why not throw Corpusalo in against Buffalo or Montreal? Like, that was one thing I wanted to discuss. It, I it understand just, not making a stock go any lower, playing him against Calgary or something sure. like that where he's going to get blasted right. and our defense sucks. Yeah, and I think, I, I mean, something we could uh, be overlooking here, and I, I don't know, I, I'm not in Yarmo's office or <laughs> 
or know exactly You're not how. Yarmo? No, I'm not. Oh. Surprise. Uh, um, but, you know, there could be a deal already in the works, right, where, you know, the team is saying, hey, this is what we want to do, but keep Corpy out of the, you know, Well, plane. let's get it done. That's it, an interesting point. There, I mean, it, it happens, know. but I mean, because like, it's like, well, we don't usually that happens there. quick. I know that's well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying that's the reason, I've, but it could I've be seen that a possibility. Happen. I've seen yeah, people no. get pulled like you get pulled half in the time. middle of the game. Yeah, yeah people halftime like, hey, you're. <laughs> yeah, hey, what happens true. in the NHL? Yeah. Back, in the middle, back of... to the locker room. There's a deal on the table for you, so you're not playing anymore. Yep. Because if you if you do anything and you get hurt, you're you're not getting traded anymore. Speaking of Corpy and Merzlikens, let's just touch really quick on, um, I mean, Merzlikens' play here as of as of late. Because you know me. I like to talk goalies. I have a thing for goalies. Uh, quite honestly, Merzlikens has been rather mediocre this year. You know, his goal his goals against average is like a 3-3, I think. Somewhere around there, or maybe like a 3-4. Not good. Um, but his win-loss record is... Decent. He's a little bit above 500. So, I mean, the team's scoring goals. We're just consistently giving up goals. And he has trouble squeezing the puck in his glove sometimes, which is a little alarming to me. Um, I just, I wish we could. And I think he's going to be so much better, obviously, with a strong, built, consistent defense around him. Mm -hmm. But I really do wish we could see stretches of that Elvis Merzlikens that shut out Carolina on national television a few a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right? When we beat the shit out of Carolina 6 nothing. Where's where's that Merzlikens at, man? I I'm missing it, you know. I've been sitting here for a couple of years vouching for Elvis Merzlikens and he's getting a shot every night. Larson's throwing him in every single night. Let's get him or I want to see him play <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit better. So I'm calling out Merzlikens here a little bit. I need him to step his game up. Yeah. No, that that's fair. I mean, cuz he's on a 4-1 stretch, but that's the, but it's not, not going to get any fucking easier here coming up. We were just oh looking boy. at well, the schedules. And but you you're the one that watches the tape consistently and you've seen it. I mean, if he was impressive in those four wins, you know, maybe our or even against Calgary, maybe we're a little bit different, but at the same time, you know, I mean, He's yeah. not playing well. Yeah, he's right. just it doesn't help now that he has to stop uh, two teams at once. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do want to. Oh, I, I want to ask a question yeah. mid pod because uh, yeah. contest lock in thirty minutes. So then I just built oh, my lineup. Little, the showdown. Little. No, we no, have no, a showdown, showdown late tonight. No, okay, I'm building okay. classic right now. Four games. Little um, DraftKings combo. Yeah. Fifteen dollar, one uh, k to first tourney. I, I I ran Calgary Carolina stacks. Do I put her Thoughts? in? Do I put her in? Calgary. Just Calgary. Where's the game Cal- at? Carolina. Uh, it's got to be at Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, it's yeah. out Calgary. Hoffa back-to-back, though, which is... And they're playing I'd Gibson, say, right? I mean, in Anaheim. Yeah, Otto, so. Lindholm, Goudreau, Tuchuk. Um, what about, they're, they're playing Florida, though, aren't they, tonight? What about what about mini, What about Minnesota? Yeah, why like why don't you like some Minnesota so at Winnipeg? Some, I thought some Minnesota as well. Um, but price wise, unless yeah. I come, off, I can go off of Calgary and go to Minnesota. I would consider I at least money. stacking some of the like mid tier guys in on Minnesota, like so, some yeah. of their go second like Minnesota centers, too. like Eric Sinek and yeah. you know, because they're Gautreau, probably they're looking to Goudreau. score a lot of goals tonight, which Minnesota, gives the lower Minnesota two is quite cheap tonight. Although Minnesota my strategy has been dog shit as of recently, <laughs> so don't listen to anything that I say. 
<laughs> I like Minnesota. What else about the jackets? What we got? What we want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I, no, I think we kind of touched on. I mean, obviously, the All Star break uh, was a couple weeks ago, and you know, how about the United States team losing? Oh, jeez, we shoot out to Slovakia, too? bro. I always bring the mood down over there. Sorry, hey, women's, hey, women's, women's tonight. Gold women's gold. hockey Let's tonight. Go. USA Canada gold medal game. Let's go, Fuck USA. Yeah, That's gonna be a good game. I'm excited to watch it. Gonna try to stay up late and catch that. Um, because that's probably one of the greatest rivalries in hockey is United States Canada women's. Mm-hmm. They go at it just about every year. Uh, for we the won World last Championship. gold, right? I do not remember. I thought we beat them. I last think you're or... right. Yeah, but yeah, we we always it seems not like big, we always not a big Olympic guy. Over Schedule here. coming up is brutal. Um, so uh, we talked about it, laughed. You know, we got Chicago, but. You know, hopefully we can pull something out and look decent on that game. But then, um, the gauntlet: Toronto at home, then a back-to-back away, Florida and Carolina. Jesus God! And then back home to play Pittsburgh. Yeah. Let me just put this plug in here real quick, uh, Fifth Line, and you listeners to the MTC Pod. What are you doing? That Pittsburgh game. It. What do you mean? What am I doing? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know what I'm doing. What do you mean? What am I doing? Throwing out a plug, I mean, I'm, man. I'm podding, bro. This is oh, what man. do we do? The Pittsburgh game is a six o'clock puck drop. It's on a Sunday. Ooh, we need to fucking show up this time because the last time we played Pittsburgh, it was about sixty forty Pens fans. Bullshit. And that shit fucking pisses me off. We can't let these fucking guys come in here and take. O- you know what else they do? What else also pisses me off is they come in and fucking take over our bar. And make it a fucking penguins bar for the night, and that shit drives me nuts. We all need to fucking show up, Fifth Line. We all need to go to this game, show up, buy tickets, go fight, support your fight squad. One Pittsburgh person. You got to punch one Pittsburgh fan in the face while you're there. That's it. <laughs> it's all, it's it's all, all I'm asking. That's it. It's a simple request. If there's one at the R bar, punch another one. So two people tops. Like that's it. Punch your local Pens fans. <laughs> <laughs> we will have shirts made up that say that. <laughs> yep, yep. We're but, done with Out of Our Blue, We Rise. It's punch your local Pens fans. Hey, let's talk about so Blue Jackets here real quick. So we need to show up for the Pittsburgh game. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> that starts a nice little like, two-week stretch at home, game. which yeah. is kind of nice, actually. So, so let's talk about some – hey, let's – real quick. Mr. Mr. Locon, after yep. half a season, who who have you loved watching this year, personally? Like from the Jackets or a yeah. team? No, just from the Jackets. I don't give a shit uh, about anybody else. You know, I've I've really enjoyed watching Cole Sillinger. Mm-hmm. You know, rookie. The kid's 18 years old. He might be 19. I don't know if he had a birthday like this year, but comes in rookie season. He's playing. A, you know, the prob- I think he's the youngest player in the NHL. Um, and he's he's not he's not like lighting up the score sheet. But he's consistently improving his positions. His skating's getting better. He's he's continually talking about how much he enjoys being in Columbus. I mean, his dad was a big, a longtime Blue Jacket. So I'm excited, and, and I've really enjoyed watching Cole Sillinger. You know who else I've really enjoyed watching is... No, uh, one guy. Sorry. Okay, Frank, you're sorry. next. <laughs> wow. Nope, time's up. <laughs> Don't say it. (laughs) You're not allowed to take two people. (laughs) It's against the rules. It's against the rules, Frank. Go. No, Sillinger's a good one. Um, But 
Honestly, and I'm pretty sure this is what Mr. Locon was going to say next because I know I should have really went second. His, uh, I should have went second. <laughs> so best jer- <laughs> he wants his jersey, I think, or he might have already got it. I can't remember. But is uh, is Chinnikov? Um, I'm buying another, a Chinnikov jersey. Another young guy um, that you know before the season we thought could see some time and uh, has has played pretty well. Um, yeah, another young guy, obviously fast skater. And, Great shot. Uh, has an unbelievable wrist shot. Not release. a slap shot, really, no, but it's got, the wrist shot. Well, he had a fucking one timer the other night. It got. It was a really good save. I can't. I think it was against Montreal. But there's glimpses of that one timer. It's there. Yeah. You know. But you're right. His wrist shot is where it's at. It's that release. It's Quick so release. fast, and he fucking fires that puck. But um, yeah. yeah, I've really enjoyed. And uh, another young guy that uh, um, I think can definitely develop and help us uh, in the future. All right, Hooch, who are you picking? I'm, I'm going to default to tour. I'll go last. Uh, Voracek for me. A lot of assists. That's a great one. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. He's, uh, the, he's got a the beard. The locker room loves him. He's got a beard. <laughs> he's got a beard he's just like, like you. Uh, God, what's the guy's name from uh, from Game of Thrones? Is tour. It, is no the big idea. woman still here? Okay. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, he's I like, know he looks exactly that. like that guy. And he does. Holy shit, he does. Yeah. Literally, we got to make shirts of that. Yes, I've watched zero Game of Thrones. What, dude? Right, yeah, so. dude. Listen, I got into it very late, very late. It was great. Yeah, M- big me too, fan. Me too. Not at all. Big, big. Yeah, the latest. Listen, I've gone this very, long without it. I, I was think very I'll be anti able to Game of Thrones. Like the first time, I'm I ever not even anti Game of Thrones. I just. I like I was know. watching it. I can't dedicate the time. Yeah, that's that's tough. But I started watching it what the first time, and I. I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. And then there's flying dragons, and I'm like, okay, I'm out. And then I got back into it because a bunch of my friends decided we were going to have a watch party at the house for the new season. So I was like, well, I'm going to catch up if we're going to have a watch party. You just like when Khaleesi got naked. Oh, I love when Khaleesi back. got I love when Khaleesi got Wait, naked. there's boobies? Oh, there's. Oh, dude. Dude, uh, maybe what? I'll give it a second thought. Dude, All right. so we are we are a pro boob podcast. <laughs> yeah, big boob guys. Speaking of boobs, All right, uh, which you, you know, we took all this the good ones. You know, let's just let's just you know, shoot him text. Text been text been all right this year. Sexy, he's got sexy. his he's got he's his glimpses. glimpses. Yep. Um, where's he been at, dude? He hasn't been playing for like he hasn't played since. The come break, back. Yeah. Right. I can't even remember. Random, is he random body injury that we don't actually know. Or is he on like call? COVID protocol or something or what? It's hard telling. Who does? You guys took all the good ones and I was just like, you know. <laughs> You're left with like, fucking Texie. Yeah, I mean, boring <laughs> ones. I mean, him. Jenner's I mean, Crowley, Crowley and Boquist are also two guys that I think have just been I doing better than. I Sean Crowley. I think my runner-up's going to go to Boone Jenner. That's a good pick. Sean Corrales. He's representing the C pretty well. We talked about him, and I think, yeah. Yeah, we talked about Boone before. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, they've got Sean Corrales. He's doing a lot of the promos and stuff for the Blue Mm -hmm. Jackets. I'm like, that guy's a cool cool guy. All right, so next, I got another one, and then we can talk about whatever else. But (laughs) who's your your biggest disappointment up till the half-season mark? Mr. Tour, yeah, we're really the opposite. Yeah. Let me think. Uh, I'll go Ollie for lack of consistency. I already know who you're gonna say. I know who I'm saying. Oliver Bjorkson. It's, it's just been yeah, it's been terrible. I, I love him to death when uh, when he's on on it, and then I just go two three weeks and he's not on it, and I'm like, this is pathetic. 
My pick is definitely going to be Jack Roslevic, who I thought could yeah, be our first-line center, yeah. and like he doesn't even look like he should be on our team. That's a great point because, man, when he came over, he Boom. had that fucking toe-drag, dipsy-do goal that I'll never forget, I think, yeah. against Carolina. Yeah. And during that stretch when he was first starting, I even remember being on the pod saying, like, what the fuck? Is this guy like a, an all-star? Like he was playing at, at, at a level. Of, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He oh, was, high, yeah. hands down, better than Line. Yeah, was. Line was in a shadow. But at that time, that I remember time. being like, "Dude, this kid is good." And now he's turning the puck over in our own zone against Calgary, leading, leading to tic tac toe goals. He's definitely on the block. I think it's something somebody that uh, Columbus is looking to move. Okay, and I don't know I'd how much you right can give for him. Yeah. You might be able to get a new skate sharpener for him, or like a new Zamboni. Yeah, so think. he's going to be on our team. All right, good deal. Um, <laughs> Frank, who you got? Uh, it kind of pains me to say this, but I, I have to go with uh, Max Domi. There's obviously been glimpses of his you know, greatness. Uh, I'm a big Max Domi fan, um, but he's never really turned into... Uh, you know, he, He's been hurt, but just getting rid of Josh Anderson for Domi... And I just miss not Anderson. Even, just it just hasn't really lived up. I just he could you, also be on the block. You by think? The way. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, you think about that trade, and it's just like, damn, Anderson for Domi, and now we're 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 definitely. I mean, Domi's probably not going to resign at the at the no. least. No, it's probably going to look to trade him also at the deadline. But good point, Frank. I miss the Andy man. Oh, sorry, Mister Montreal. Give Josh back. Can we, can we trade we, back? Yeah, can we trade trade <laughs> these backsies? Yeah. I think that's what Chicago and Vegas were looking to do with Flurry. Did you see those rumors? I did. Yeah, they were looking because uh, Leonard is hurt, and Vegas is trying to sure up goaltending before or to make a run for the playoffs. And they were thinking about trying to trade back for Flurry. So who knows? But uh, you know, that's my whole thing uh, centers around goaltending. It's how my lifestyle is and what I really pay attention to. So I'm I'm taking both guys. I'm taking Merzlikens and Corpusalo. Wait, what? Yeah. You're not taking... I said you could Wierenski? only have one. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Do you remember that Zach Wierenski? Yeah, I forgot about Wierenski. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get... We no, that's it. a great we point. I'm, for you. I'm, I am. I'm, I just got my mind changed. It was on a silver platter, and you went goalies. I'm picking Elvis Merzlikens, Eunice Corpusalo, and Zach Wierenski. All three of them. <laughs> They've he all I, been... He, said I, want. he yeah. said I can't take two, so I'm taking three. There's taking no three. All right, boys. I ain't got much else. Uh, yeah. Anything else that you want to touch on? No. Uh, no. Listen to the pod. Best listen to the pod. Don't forget hey, to ladies. follow us on Twitter. Want to shout out to the Finns up there in Finland listening to us. Always appreciate it. We know you guys are listening up there. Because uh, this one time uh, like on about your Spotify, boy. it told me like where the countries are that listen to the pod. So I know you guys are up there. Appreciate you guys listening. Oh, and also shout out to... I think his name is uh, Mitch Cameron. He's our lone listener in uh, Prince Edward Island, all the way up there in Northeast Whoa. Canada. So, got to shout boy. out that. We ever make Always it up appreciate there, I'll it. Tag him. I'll hit him up on Twitter. Absolutely. I, he tweeted at me a, wa- a long time ago and said he's coming to Columbus sometime. What? For the game, his My first man. game. Yeah. His first Let's game. Get weird. Going to be in Columbus, and, and he's like, going to, and we're going to bring him on the pod. Yeah, we should bring him on the pod, or at least like buy yeah, him a beer gotta, at our bar. Yeah, he's got he's yeah. got to come down here like for a little while, you know. I'll hit him up, see what's up. Shoot me uh, a shoot me a tweet there uh, at Mitch Cameron if you're if you're paying attention. Slide so. into them DMs. Hi, Mitch. Boy. Thanks for being thanks for being our favorite listener. All right, signing off, boys. See ya. Later. See ya. Peace. Peace.